as you can see, there are two kinds of people in life. There are dim that do, and there are dim that dippity do. <laughs> Which one are you? Which one are you, Chad? Do you do or do you dippity do? I'm a dippity doer. Okay. Uh, so. <laughs> so what is that, Chad? You just made me watch. <laughs> that that was the rap I grew up listening to. Oh, that's why. Which was <laughs> John Rubin. So. Yeah. The, uh, I yeah. actually do kind of want to check out some of the stuff. That that was doing by John Rubin, and uh, the video is great if you want to check it out on on YouTube. I'd suggest looking it up. So. Yeah. Uh, Let's see what uh, what's on the docket. Tattoos. Have you found a tattoo you like yet? No. Um, Have you, you been searching? Uh, I've been thinking a little bit. Because I've been I've been looking. Too. I've been looking. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't think there's anything. I I don't know. You, um, I I'm think I'm starting to realize we won't be able to find a matching tattoo that we'll both be happy with. So maybe we'll downgrade it to... Let's just go get tattoos together. Okay. So then you can just come up with what you want. I'll come up with what I want. And then, then yeah, we'll go from there. Okay. Um, I, here's the thing. Okay. I can think of three things I'd put on my body. Okay. <laughs> Shauna's name. Yeah, I'm In not some form. That. So yeah, you're not doing unless, that. But unless I find a woman named Shauna. <laughs> Applications can be sent too. <laughs> you should start uh, narrowing your search. <laughs> What's your name? <laughs> Just start walking out to people. What's your name? Yeah, it would I don't be a good icebreaker. That. Me and my buddy want to get matching tattoos, and he's only going to get a tattoo of his wife's <laughs> name. <laughs> I don't recommend doing that, Chad. <laughs> Sounds like a bad idea. Okay. Um, yeah, so I do Shauna's name. Okay. Uh, I do Cohen. Like, just something about, you know, as I have more kids, I do something. Like, Tim Hawkins has his kids' names on his arm. Um, I, know, I know a guy, he, want, he wants to get uh, arrows. And he has four kids, so four arrows along yeah. his arms, and each one is one of his kids, basically. I don't yeah. think name the arrows, but... Yeah, I, I could totally see uh, me doing something like that if I ever went that route. I don't think I'm getting a tattoo anyway, but maybe. Um... <laughs> Well, and you're ruining the, the point of this talk. Well, you started it, Chad. Uh, the only other thing I'd put would be like a cross or something um, that was visible, just so like mm. in your face. Um, a talking point. Interesting one. Jay has. It's. Uh, do you know any kind of Greek or anything? Not much. Why? The well, the symbols Cairo or whatever. Okay. Um, have they have something to do with? Uh, I think in Greek they they're the first letters of like Jesus Christ, like Kai and Ro. So uh, he has he has that on his hand, which is interesting because it's like a play on the cross if you hmm. think about it. Um, cool. I could do something like I could think of something symbolic like that. Like I'd want something that people are gonna be like, oh, what's that mean? Like I just just for the point of like. In, in everything you do in life, I mean, I don't do this perfectly, but in everything you do in life, you want to find a way to glorify the cross somehow, glorify, or glorify God somehow. And so a cross would be one way. So Shauna had an idea, though. We were talking about this the other day. Uh, if one of us had, like, a big stone tattooed on part of their body, and you covered up the other person's body where they had a tattoo of empty, 
empty tomb and yeah. then <laughs> rolled away the stone by, if I had it on the back of my hand over your arm or something, I'd put my hand over your arm and roll you know away what? the stone. Why do we have to each do that? Why don't we have a stone on one hand and, <laughs> and Jesus on, on no, oh. Jesus on your arm and when you're just like in your favorite position when you're talking to somebody or whatever, your arm's crossed and you have your hand on your like bicep or whatever and you just... Yeah, I, I know Jesus. You know, just, just slowly lift up your arm and you can reveal. Anyway. And then she had another idea. Or no, I think I played off the idea. Uh, I don't know if Matt was there or not. But we were talking about uh, the Canada flag. And we threw right. a pair of Canada <laughs> flags so on our arms when we stood next to each other. You would have just a red band. I'd have the maple leaf. And then Matt would have Matt the, would other, have the other red band. So. I'm not that proud of my country, too. Not that I'm not proud of Canada, but... Yeah, proud to be Canadian, but yeah, I'm no, I don't <laughs> care about Canada that much. <laughs> no uh, offense, Canada, but uh, I could I could live anywhere, whatever. Well, no, that's not true. I don't want to say that loosely, <laughs> but you know what I mean. Uh, yeah. So last week we talked about uh, the Forgotten God or Forgotten God by Francis Chan, the book, uh, and I had something I've been thinking about after reading the book, um, and I'm actually going to re read it just to like to see if he comes up with the proper answer for this but what happens um well let me preface it this way first actually have you ever the answer is probably no <laughs> have you ever or do you think you've ever been prompted by the holy spirit to yes. do something yeah so when that happens um what do you experience do you think like what what can you describe it in a it's not something i like it's not an easy way to describe but like could you sum up what you think that would be like or what that is like like an overwhelming urge to do something good or half the time it feels like my conscience yeah <laughs> so. it's true it's true um yeah so that so like what give do you have an example of some sometime that that's happened or uh i'm putting chat on the spot here yeah by uh, the way um I don't know that I'm supposed to go say something to someone or yeah. whatever. But yeah, that's what I was gonna say. So like, uh, for instance, I've been I've been driving home at night after youth group, and then something told me if I see somebody on the side of the road, I'm I'm meant to stop mm-hmm. and talk to. Them. And sure enough, on the way home, there's somebody there, and they need a lift and need something, whatever. And so like that type of thing, and I think that's the Holy Spirit prompting me to be ready for something. Uh, also, I've gone to talk to people, that sort of thing. But usually it has something to do with that. Or, like, um, do something good. Like, you know, help this person, even if they don't know it. Like, just kind of a background forth of it. Anyway, what happens if you have that same feeling? Like, you feel like you should be doing something. And then you go and do it. Or you go attempt to do it. And it just doesn't work out in any way. So, for instance, say say you felt God was trying to tell you to go talk to this man sitting on the street corner and you go up and he goes eh, walks away like and you're like mm. prepared in your mind you're like God's gonna want me to talk to him about the gospel like you have it in your, you're prepping you're thinking in your head I've got to say something or like sometimes it's just sometimes as often as like two or three days in advance um, you're like preparing in your mind and all these things and then you go and do it and nothing happens like there's just mm. nothing to it. Like, it's just not even a thing. Well, what, what does that mean? <laughs> here's, I, you're probably not expecting this, but 
so I went to university for three and a half years and didn't finish and I'm going back now but uh, it was funny because I had prompting that what I thought was from the Holy Spirit that I need to go into nursing right. and I'm not saying it's not the Holy Spirit but that's what I believed it was at the time and that and, mm-hmm. uh, because you know nursing would be my ministry I could go I could work in a hospital or wherever mm-hmm. and if people need to see uh, God's love they can see it through me mm-hmm. um, and then so yeah I didn't end up finishing and it was funny because I was talking with a friend uh, who we went through the program together. He did finish and he was kind of, he's moved to St. John now. Uh, and he was saying kind of, well, you know, what are you planning on doing now? And I was like, I don't know. I'm just going to go, uh, I'm going to go to camp for the summer. <laughs> and uh, he said, well, is like, you go to camp because you have first aid. Is it possible that God only wanted you to go to nursing so that you would be reignited for camp and that he wants you to go work at camp now, <laughs> do camp ministry for the rest of your life? And it's funny because I'm still unsure, but I think it would be very irresponsible for me not to go back and finish, at least get my degree. Mm-hmm. And from there, figure out if there's something my degree helps me go do some kind of ministry somewhere or yeah so (laughs) yeah that's a that's a prime example that's no that's that's so you're still in a season of trying to figure out yeah yeah um i have one that's very similar to that was um i believed completely yeah yeah so go sorry go ahead um i believe completely that i was to go to oxford and study yeah um I filled an application. I submitted. They accepted, to my surprise, uh, because I'm a college grad from New Brunswick, Canada, with no extraordinary mm. education at, or marks at all. But they, it was actually Pastor Tim who wrote the reference. He was one of my references, and I believe he was what got me in. It's just his reference was really good. Mm. And uh, I don't know if I ever properly thanked him for that, but I think I did. But. Anyway, um, I had a conversation with someone I've watched on YouTube. That was my inter- uh, prestigious universities have interviews, yeah. interview processes, and so I was on a Skype interview, and I had a Skype interview with someone I knew, <laughs> like uh-huh. has read, I've read one of his books, <laughs> and uh, anyway, they asked me like theological questions just just to see how I answer them. Yeah, and so anyway, it was a long process of months figuring this out. I was about to get a scholarship to pay for a bunch. And it was right at the last minute. I was just, I, like, I felt this is what I was supposed to do. I felt I was supposed to go back to school and do this. And right at the last minute, I have a con- I had a conversation with Shauna's uncle, who's a, a pastor and a university professor. And I was just, I wanted his advice. And mm-hmm. I asked him, I said, what am I to do? Because I didn't feel like Shauna was going to do whatever I asked her to. Yeah. But, um, or like, if, if she like she was there she was gonna go along with me but something just told me that she might not have been in it for the like she was just following me and we weren't together 
having a mission. Uh-huh. It was more just her following mine. And so it kind of got me second guessing. I talked to her uncle and that conversation changed my perspective. I immediately realized that this is not the moment for me to do that. Um, he talked some sense into me uh, to some degree. Um, not that I didn't have any sense with me, but it was mm-hmm. like, I, I was I was on fire. And it, to be honest, it might have worked out perfectly had I gone. But this is the path I'm on now, and it just changed. So I ended up stopping making a DV, uh, movie, and which is still not done, but that was years ago. <laughs> well, it is pretty much done, but... Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, so it changed the course of how all that went. Um, for better, for worse, I'm not sure. But um, something I've realized, and maybe this is applicable to you, but I've realized that there's been countless times where I've had promptings in the Holy Spirit to do something. I've done it, and I've had an immediate, like, that was I was supposed to do that. Yeah. But then there's been moments where I've done it, and I'm like, what am I doing right now? And then it's not until sometimes years later I actually mm. realize the true purpose of that. Yeah. So it's hard because on one hand, how what is the... Like, I've never had an audible voice that said, you need to do this. Yeah, right. Um, except for, I've had it, like, a few times, but, um, like, not, like, I couldn't count on it, in other words. But um, I believe if the Holy Spirit wants us to do something strong enough, he would very easily audibly speak to us. It's just, most of the time, I think we're just so flustered in our own heads that we can't decipher mm. what we're actually supposed to do. But uh, it's a very challenging thing if if... if especially I found as a younger kid, like being told about all these things, how do you know what the will of God is? How do you know if you're actually following what the spirit of God wants you to do? Mm. Um, Or are you just going on a whim and is it for the wrong reasons? Like there's been times where I've about to make a decision, which most people on the face would think like, yeah, that's a, that's a prompting in the Holy spirit. You should be doing that. But then come to find out the real reason I wanted to do it was for, uh, like not vanity, but like for pride reasons, yeah. or, uh, those types of things. And so over the years, uh, I've come to realize as well that it's really important to, when you don't know what to do, um, first of all, there's parameters. So like the Holy Spirit's never going to ask you to sin. God's mm-hmm. never going to ask you to go into a sinful situation. God's never going to ask you to, uh, God will never ask you to leave your wife go with another person. Like, that's mm-hmm. a clear example. I actually know someone who thought that that was the case. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, although it's interesting because his life says everything otherwise. Like, it's maybe sometime mm-hmm. we could talk about him, but anyways, amazing story. But ended kind of weird. <laughs> so, <laughs> but anyway, the Holy Spirit doesn't ask you to sin. Um, the Holy Spirit will ask you to um, be like Christ, and so if you're if you're the, the Holy Spirit is in you, part of your thoughts. So if you have a random thought, although it may seem like a random thought, if it's a good thing to do, I would say almost every case go for it. Mm-hmm. So if you have a random thought to go buy this guy lunch, yeah, go do it. Just don't even think about it. Just do it. Um, if you have a random thought to go do something that's maybe not sinful but like very questionable um, those are the types of things where I sit back and I ask the spirit I pray to God say you know what, what am I supposed to do here mm-hmm. make the way clear to me if this is what I'm supposed to do open the door for me so in other words have this person come talk to me or do something that makes it obvious I have to do this and 
more often than not, that is the case. Um, but I recently had a moment where that wasn't the case. I recently had a moment, again, like an Oxford thing, where I thought I was supposed to be doing, like you for nursing, you thought you were supposed to do it, and then kind of confused for a bit. Um, and I'm still working through it right now. I'm right in the mm. middle of it. I don't know what the result's going to be. And so I don't really want to talk about what it is, I guess. Oh, but yeah. the, but anyway, um, yeah, it's uh, it's a very hard thing to it's a really hard thing to comprehend in your own life how do you decipher the will of god how do you know you're on the right path uh well i think there's something that i we should say because um this podcast is mostly geared towards our youth yeah. group yeah um and they're probably thinking about what they want to do for the rest of their life mm. uh we're both in a spot where yeah like I had a steady job and it's, I quit it to <laughs> go yeah. take another job. But um, you have a steady job and it might not mean that's what you're going to do for the rest of your life. Yeah. Um, I don't know what your what your job situation looks like, but uh, because no one knows what you do. <laughs> um, yeah. But <laughs> uh, I mean, um, the other thing is, there's nothing wrong with taking it like i worked in a warehouse there's nothing wrong with taking a job like that um it's not like god is disappointed in us if you know we take a job like that instead of going into ministry there are people who um that's where he wants and yeah. uh, and there's nothing wrong with um honest work like that so no um, uh paul was a tent maker to make his living he would go to like afford food so he'd yeah. survive he would go and work and yeah. then but he, he see what's interesting about him is he would go and work in a new town get mm. to know what they believe get to know their idols that they worshiped all these things and understand their philosophies while he worked mm -hmm. and so he's really doing double duty serving god yeah. through just tent making or like whatever i don't even know what that means back then like i don't know exactly what he did yeah but uh you know what i mean and so but then he would go when he was ready to challenge and talk to them. He would like reference their unknown gods or their yeah. like they had a, one place had a statue to, of an unknown to the god, unknown to the unknown god in case <laughs> yeah. they missed any. Yeah, it's like well he's then he gave them this, this is the true yeah. way. So yeah, it's um, it's interesting. But I think I think what you said was actually uh, quite good and accurate in a lot of ways. Like God may ask you to just take that normal job uh, or sometimes you don't really feel a prompting in the holy spirit mm. or what you should be doing so just do the next logical step right yeah um don't just run away and do something that you think would be serving god on a whim even something that's good can turn out bad mm. so you could start a ministry that could turn out to like be something very hard for you or very hard on you or like it could be something that you're not well suited to mm -hmm. or it could be any number of things but at the same time if you feel strongly that the holy spirit's changing and asking you to do something i would say without reservation go and do it uh so for instance actually it leads into well um something i wanted to talk about um was a woman named um esther on kim she was in the uh, i don't even know if i'm pronouncing her name right but she was in the forgotten god book and so what happened with her excuse me she was in korea right at the time when the japanese came in and took over in 
World War II. Okay. And mm-hmm. so 1939, 1945, she was um, told by God that she would be going to prison. She knew she was going to be going to prison, and she felt the Holy Spirit saying that she was going to be going to prison years in advance. So she knew this was happening, and they were setting up idols, and they wanted them to worship. They wanted the Koreans to worship the sun gods in Japan, and she couldn't do it. She said, I'm not doing this. And so she knew she was going to go to prison eventually. What she started doing, she started training for prison. She started eating only rotten fruit, only rotten food. She started physically exerting herself in a way that she could, like, prepare her body she started memorizing scripture she memorized a hundred chapters of the bible within like a short period of time just Mm. so she could then have scripture with her Mm. Uh, and then she was in prison for six years she the the person that one of the people that she was meant to uh, affect in prison was actually like besides all the guards was actually a woman who um, had just murdered her husband i don't know the circumstances around it but she was violent. She was beating on the door, yelling at the guards. And this this woman, Esther, basically went in and she would comfort her every night. She would um, keep her feet warm. It was really cold in the prison, so she'd yeah. keep her feet warm. And she she basically loved this woman. And um, this woman came around to, like, just came around to become a Christian um, and changed her life around. I think before she died, I think she was executed, uh, if, I'm, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but anyway, Esther, like, and that sounds like that's not a big deal. The circumstances, I've read a lot of stories about what went on in prison camps, mm. especially Japanese prison camps. The, the worst thing you can imagine. Um, if you've ever read the book Unbroken. Is that um, the one that was made into a movie? Yeah, there. the book's so good. Um, oh, yeah. It's, I would definitely put it on the top ten books I've ever read. Story-wise, mm. just amazing. Uh, I actually read that one. It took me a long time because <laughs> it's big. But uh, you should read on audiobook. It's really good. Anyway, uh, that story, he's like half the book was him in a prison camp. So like it's, um, it's uh, I, know, I know quite a bit from that. But uh, anyways, like t- she'd be covered in her own excrement. This woman, uh, both women, because they didn't have anywhere to. Yeah. And she would be there, comforting this woman who was violent. Just killed her husband, and covered it crap like seriously though think about that Mm. god called her to do that and she did it but the thing is though what the holy spirit told her to do it she prepared she she Mm. knew it was coming now we may never be asked to do something as wild as that yeah um but there are wild things that uh, god may ask you to do and in fact francis chan in the book basically said expect the unexpected the minute you ask the holy spirit to take over your life um uh, one other quick story I'll say is he has a friend who started a children's um, aid company, uh, like organization, to like bring support to children oh, in yeah. third world countries and wherever, states, wherever. Anyway, he started. He 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 was just he just had uh, a super successful restaurant just started with partners. They were like he was set to triple his financial investment in like a year or two. Super like this guy had it made top chef whatever he had it made but then he received a prompting from the holy spirit to start this ministry Hmm. and so everyone told him he's nuts for leaving it yeah he quit he canceled his partnership uh he paid the guys their dues and all that stuff and he from his grad started this ministry and he received a call that first week 
or something around that time uh, about they need this certain medicine in a country and he didn't even know the name of it he's like I have no idea what that is and he's like we need 17 of these med- this medication right now like right now as soon as possible we need it and or else these children will die um, and it's a really rare medication and but he didn't even know what it was so he wrote it down and he's like okay as soon as he hung up the phone the phone rang with a pharmaceutical company that had an extra supply of this drug <laughs> that there's only two companies in the world that make it this company's one of them they said it's going to go bad we need to get it to people right now <laughs> this one drug that nobody has and like as soon as he hung up the phone it rang it rang and so um you can't you can't do what someone like that does like cancel something big in your life quit your job change school change some, like you stop nursing at a certain moment or if god maybe doesn't want you to go back to school in the fall who knows yeah and like those are decisions the world will look at you and say you're crazy mm-hmm. are you crazy this then and then god will back it up with these with these moments that just tell you you know what i'm doing the right thing and then you could go years with nothing like that again but you're in mm-hmm. the right path you're doing the right thing you're you're serving god as long as you're serving god with your intentions uh with what you do um i feel like um well, at least according to this book too, and in my past experience in life, uh, just everything fits together. It just um, it's what the Holy Spirit wants you to do, and you got to keep at it. So, hmm. anyway, I just rambled a lot there. No, no, no. That was <laughs> but good. Uh, um, I have another person I kind of want to mention, but let's let's break it up and go. Yeah, to let's the music. break it up. Let's go to music. Yeah. Good, good point. So um, we actually have a couple artists although we already mentioned the first one of the first of the podcast but so yeah no if we let, let's it's a kind of a uh they're uh contrasting each other a bit if you think john rubin the goofy uh hip-hop guy who doesn't make music anymore yeah <laughs> uh versus your guy who you've talked about before who is um uh, yeah, so so where's John Rubin, the new person I want to talk about? Well, I think I've already mentioned him in the podcast, but uh, Andy Minio. I can't remember if you mentioned I him. I don't know. I'm sure We've I've spent a lot of time in this room now, and yeah. I don't remember what's recorded and what's not. Yeah. Uh, so Andy Minio is, most people have heard of Lecrae, right. um, and he is actually signed on to Lecrae's label, and it actually has his own label now called Minor League. Um, but Lecrae is reach records. But anyway, I I love this guy. He's, his music is great. His teaching is pretty solid. It's He can have a laugh. Some of his music's pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's also can get down and be serious. He just created an EP called The Arrow. <coughs> Excuse me, The Arrow. Or it says I, The Arrow, I think is what that's supposed to mean. But <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's uh, just a short six-song EP. And... Uh, it's talking about like anxieties had on the road as he tours. He's talking about his family, like his father um, was never really there for him. To like in one of his songs, he basically says um, like he'd come to my football games because he liked football, but when I played cricket, he wouldn't go to those because he didn't like the sport. <laughs> like that's the type of father yeah. he was, and it's like, and, and he didn't show up for his son's wedding. Like he didn't show up for Andy's wedding, and he's basically saying like, "I'm not gonna let this ruin my day," 
and but it still kind of did right mm -hmm. he saved a plate like 100 bucks a plate he said for the wedding he's like i saved a plate just because i thought you know yeah. anyway it's a really good song that's called family photo but uh, i do want to play a song called clarity which i think is one of my favorites on this album yeah that's just gonna point out the yeah music. i'll turn up the music i'll just bring it in here Stolen card is fleeing from the scene of a crime. Apollo Creed and his prime. Rocky verses. I'm a person that's trying to believe I'm worth it. I'm working through it, but work is well work, but well worth it. It's hella churches still, hell is working fine. What's that tell us, fellas hurting? It's like melanin, a crime. That's the elephant we hide. Truthfully, we probably lied. Rather have a tribe than unity, so you and me divide. I'm hellish and divine. I'm trellis and divine. I'm telling me I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm, I know better All I, all I want is clarity, clarity uh, Cause all of my heroes are frauds Just like me, uh, just like me So let every man be a liar Let only God be true And all of your heroes are frauds Just like you, I can't see Throw that smoke in the so that's clarity that's my favorite song Dude, I think, on that ep one of my favorite john rubin songs uh chapter one i don't know it's it's like spoken word like this would be oh, okay um yeah. which is kind of funny and it's one of his serious songs okay um, <laughs> um i actually kind of like that he did a song uh, andy did a song called uptown uh, which is probably one of my favorite songs he's done uh, in terms of beat wise and everything like that. It's so good. Um, but uh, actually, I'd say that was from the um, album Uncomfortable, the, the, the Uptown song. But uh, anyway, they did an album. He did an album with a friend of his called Words Blade. Uh, and he's like, I'll just have to show you his. Uh, this <laughs> You'll have to look at his about page. But like the guy doesn't take himself too seriously. Yeah. <laughs> he's like he's like your type of guy. Like yeah. just, you know, anyway. This guy reminds me of Chad. <laughs> He's a black Chad. Oh, That's yeah. what I'm going to say. Okay, I get it. Uh, I'm, okay, this is actually more relevant than I thought it would be. <laughs> um. <laughs> wow. I, okay, I, okay, here's what your people are going to do. You're going to pause this podcast. You're going to look up word splayed or words played, whichever. It's one word. Yeah. Look them up on Spotify. And go to the about section and look at these pictures and think of Chad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we need to get back to Andy Mayo. Uh, and I, I don't think we do. I don't think we do. I, I wish this was a video contribute. podcast right now. Just what? one second. I thought this was, if this was a video podcast right now, <laughs> this would be like this would be the Derek dying in Tim Hawkins equivalent. Oh yeah. If no. we had the video, yeah. Derek dying in in Tim Hawkins was pretty funny. A lot funnier than this. Anyway, this guy's hilarious. Yeah, you had something you want to say. So, friend of mine, Nate, he's from the Woodstock area, so he's like a country, like, hick kind of guy. <laughs> he, uh, when Lecrae came to Moncton, Andy Minio was with him, wasn't he? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, <laughs> he met Andy Minio after, and he, like, he's got, like, my friend has, like, the hick accent, but he's not, like, entirely, like, hickish or anything like that. Well, going to see Andy Minio tells you something. Yeah. <laughs> but he played it up as hard as he could that he was from the country and all this and Andy <laughs> Mignol had no idea what to do. He was just like, uh, 
okay, thanks, nice to meet you. And, like, shook his hand, and then that was yeah. it. And was... <laughs> yeah. Then yeah. he put on, like, the Woodstock accent and all that, and it was, it was pretty good. Um, here's, that just made me think of something. So if you were famous, Chad, mm-hmm. if this podcast made you famous, okay, <laughs> and you were doing, like, you know, I don't know, I don't know what do podcast people do for promos, like, live they podcasts. go on other people's podcasts it's true uh how awkward would it be to have to like stand in a line and shake people's hands who are like obsessed with you or like obsessed with i think you're funny or like tim hawkins after shows he has to meet all the people in the um, high vip section like oh, it'd be so weird wouldn't it i don't not to sound conceited but i think i could <laughs> handle it um <laughs> I think the hard part would be someone trying to critique me, <laughs> especially yeah. if it was like, there are people who can, there, I have a friend who, um, she can tell me when I'm out of line, when, it, like, any time, and I won't take it, I won't get mad at her, I won't take it personally or anything, right. I know where she's coming from when she says something like, oh, you were being an idiot, hmm. and it doesn't bother me at all, it'll be like, oh. I was probably being an idiot. You're right. I'm gonna venture a guess. It's not your mother. It's not your mother. <laughs> no. Your mother be the opposite, right? My yeah. <laughs> um, and I don't. I don't know why, but it's so. It's like there are probably people like that who other people who I can take criticism like that from, but there are a lot of people I can't take criticism from. <laughs> if they came up and they were like said something like, "Oh, you talked about Tim Hawkins way too much, or you yeah, talked about yeah. Andy Minio way too much." It's like, what do you know, woman? Or I'm putting a woman <laughs> or man? There. Yeah, man. Yeah. You better say or man. <laughs> yeah, what do you know, <laughs> man? Just, yeah, man. <laughs> Get out of here. So, I think <coughs> I would. Those would be the people I'd have trouble with. If someone was saying like, "Oh, you're funny," like, "Oh, well, thank you." <laughs> so, yeah, uh, I think that's a good point. Uh, criticism. I never thought of it before, but there are people I can take criticism like like that from like it's like yeah, yeah no you're absolutely right i'm yeah. being an idiot right now but then there's other people when they say it, it's like uh, it, you know what i think here here's my quick thought on it and then you can add to mm-hmm. it if you want um my guess would be without thinking about too much the people that would bother me would be the maybe the people that i i would be the first thought that would go into my head be like who are you to say that to me that's probably true yeah yeah but which is wrong but like yeah you know what I mean? Like, I'd be like, those people might be the people that would. You, you need to take a look at your own. Yeah, life it's before like, you what, give me yeah, advice. what are you looking at me for? Yeah. <laughs> like, would be that attitude, which is not a proper attitude to have. Um, so that's definitely something I'd have to work on. But I think that would be my guess as to why I'd have a separation. But. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I would agree with that. So. And certain people on certain things. Yeah. So, like, Shauna can criticize me on some things, but on others, I'm like. No, I don't want it. Like, which it just tells you how much you need to pay attention to your own. Yeah. Uh, you know, your own flaws and stuff. But um, believe it or not, I have been working on that lately. Trying to like shut my mouth at times, and I can just because I get myself into trouble a lot. Um, not intentionally. I hate. I hate controversy a oh, lot. Yeah. Some people like it, but I hate it so much. But sometimes you really just you just gotta keep your mouth shut <laughs> well it's it's funny, a lot of hassle um because the last podcast we talked about you made the example of anger or like uh, yeah how to deal with anger and it's funny because that's what i work on so much and most of the time it's uh i don't say anything 
that's how I deal with it, which isn't the healthy way to deal with it, but it's the way to avoid conflict because it's what I need to work on is like say like, no, you bothered me doing whatever you did or whatever, yeah. you know, so yeah, that's a hard one. Uh, we should like write a book called uh, "Diaries of an Angry Person" or something. <laughs> Maybe we'll do a, a podcast on our anger issues. Sure. We'll try to we'll try to therapy session okay. each other. We I think we'd need a third person to yeah, that's true mediate someone who actually knew what they're doing. Maddie B. Maddie B. Maddie B. The guy to to go right in the middle of that. Oh. One. I've never seen Matt angry. I uh, yeah I played sports with Matt and I've never seen I never seen him i see him get fired up but never like in a bad way or anything yeah. like that and uh yeah and i don't know he's probably angry at us now after that Eastside mario's trip <laughs> <laughs> yeah the so. entire time at the restaurant we were basically telling the waitress that he steals tips from other waiters because matt's a waiter because matt's a waiter so, so. <laughs> And, you know, typical Matt fashion. He's just like... He took it. He just took it. He's like, yeah. oh, you guys are great. You know, yeah. But, like, most people would be like, shut up, man. <laughs> yeah. Stop doing that. Yeah. Uh, Matt's, Matt's someone... There's always... There's someone... Um, there's, there's always... Uh, with every issue I face, there's always someone I try to, like, emulate. Mm. Just, like, I always try to emulate Christ primarily but like there's also sometimes just easier like quick examples to think about yeah uh, but like matt's definitely one of those people in terms of anger like yeah. he he very he, he has a lot of control over his emotions i find yeah like at least physically in terms of like how he, um but uh you know good for you matt if you're listening to this there's your shout out there's your shout out matt <laughs> we will get you on the podcast someday yeah actually when when you finally go to champ camp chat i think that'd be the point where i pop somebody in your seat and you can just call in they take over my headphones yeah yeah they're gonna be sad um i don't know no they're gonna be sad to not come to this room once a week sometimes uh, twice a week or sometimes three times a week no i don't know i i, <laughs> I don't think i have much emotional attachment to this room <laughs> i mean is this the one i helped paint um no you helped paint the bathroom the bathroom oh okay yeah before it was and a few other spots but hmm. this was a lot of work I imagine. It's really like this felt like more work than building the rest of the house. But it's because we were rushing to try to get because. it done before Colin was born. Yeah. But we're talking about our basement right now, my basement. So anyway. Chad came over and helped me paint. Yeah. And you come and laid floor for a bit? I think you did, didn't you? I don't know. I can't remember. Or you offered to but it didn't work. Well, I offered there. to do a lot of stuff. I remember when the drywall was showing up and you were like, Oh yeah, they uh they were supposed to take it downstairs but they didn't but I got taken care of now. Yeah. Like, you did that all by yourself. <laughs> so, what, yeah. 80 sheets, I think? Yeah. 100 sheets, something like that. I would have been able to help you out. With yeah. So. There's Okay, There's. Uh, we'll turn this into a slight therapy session. I have uh, a problem asking people to help me. A serious problem. And the reason why is because um, the biggest, I think, contributors to it is I don't like being in debt to people like or if that's the right way to put that uh, and another thing on top of that would be i don't like uh, i like being independent so yeah when i to some degree sometimes i love sharing and working with people but if i when i was a kid and uh i don't know i was making something uh both my brother and my father were always better at building things than me mm -hmm. obviously chris is four years older than me yeah. and my dad was you know 
25 years or 28 years older than me, whatever, they had more experience than I did. So I always felt like I wanted to be able to do what other people did, but I, I couldn't. I just couldn't do, and I was always like four years behind. Yeah. And so whenever I started a project, I'd always have somebody come along and say, no, no, do it this way, and then they do it for me. Yeah. And I'd be like, oh, son of a gun, I wanted to do that. Yeah, But yeah, then, yeah. like, they'd build something better, so I couldn't complain. But... <laughs> Or they'd fix something better. I can remember I took apart my motorcycle. I had a, when I was a young kid, I had a Harley Davidson, but like a 90cc, like a little one. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. That's one of my favorite things ever. <laughs> and uh, anyway, I took it all apart by myself, and I took the gas tank off, and I painted everything because it was getting rusty and stuff. And, and then my dad came over and basically took over from me to put it back together. And I just... I. Um, I ended up finishing that one by myself anyway. And that was like mm. the first thing I've ever done all on my own, except he paint, painted some flames inside the tank for me because I yeah. asked him to. But uh, like that was one project I actually got to do on my own. Mm. And I've, like everybody, there's things that you don't realize that um, I would say scar you, but there are things that scar people, but there's mm. things that change the way you think. So if your parents yeah. are overbearing, you're going to want to be more independent. If your parents yeah. or, or your <laughs> siblings or whatever are more uh, bent a certain way, that you're going to tend to be the opposite or maybe be like them if you look up to them or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so um, for me, that's so it's anger. I get that. Like our family was very temperamental. And so I struggle with that. So temper is a big one and asking for help. And so that led actually into my spiritual life where I, had a, I have a hard time. I still do have a hard time asking God to help me. Mm -hmm. um, and it doesn't mean I don't. I still do, of course. And I and I ask God all the time to to do that. But I I have a, I had a hard time struggling with uh, uh, the aspect of grace. I can't do anything to save myself. Right. Yeah. So coming from somebody who wants to do everything for themselves, wants to be able yeah. to do, like I want to be able to help somebody way more than they. I want help from somebody else mm -hmm. way more. I hate asking for help, um, but I love helping people. Mm -hmm. But then I can't, I can't help God. I can, yeah. there's nothing I can do to better yeah. him. And so that was, a, that's something I struggled with. Uh, I still kind of do it to a degree, but I appreciate grace a lot now. Mm -hmm. So anyway, little mini therapy session there. <laughs> yeah. You should, uh, you should message Chad personally if you want to us to do a therapy session what kind of therapy session i don't know just a, a podcast where we just like we'll list down like things we're dealing with and we'll just put them out i don't think i'm introspective enough to come up with a whole podcast oh no <laughs> oh gosh that's a, like I, i'm trying to think of like do i have a problem with that <laughs> it's like do i don't know i'm just thinking I think, like, if, if i'm asking myself the question i don't think i have a problem with it <laughs> but well, it's funny because uh, I bet you right now Shauna could do an entire podcast on just me describing <laughs> the things that I'm introspective about. Oh yeah, I'm. I'm. It's probably a. It's probably a fault to a degree because I worry myself too much about. Well, it's probably easier to be introspective if you actually have someone to talk to about yourself. It's hard for me to. I don't ever have to think about myself. It's true. <laughs> it's a By good point. Myself. Yeah, it's true. So. It's true. I became much more introspective when I got married. So, yeah, that's probably some truth to that. So this is a long podcast. And we didn't have much planned, so I don't know how that happened. Hey, Holy Spirit, Chad. Yeah. Um, maybe something in this podcast um, hit something with somebody. Who knows? 
Hopefully. In our 60 listeners. I don't believe that's the right number. I don't think so either, but <laughs> I'm going to go with it because it sounds better than like five. Yeah. So we're good. Um, or three. Or three. <laughs> uh, so I want to end on a song by Andy Minio. Okay. Um, in his album called Magic and Bird, um, which he did with this words blade guy, which you have to check out because he's Chad Bla- He's black Chad. Um, anyway, this is one of my favorite songs in the album. It's called judo. Uh, and I want to end with it. <laughs> 